Do you know what your partner's up to when you're away and they're all alone? No, what? They're listening to the Screw Podcast, of course. What's that? Mm, sit back, relax, and listen. You're all charismatic. Sneaking in the back door with dirty magazines. So your mother wants to know what all the stains on your jeans. And you're all charismatic. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to The Screw with your favorite fucking hosts in the world, Felicia Rose and... Ayla! We know we haven't been around for a bit, but fuck you. We've been busy with life just, you know, shitting on us. And then we got to clean it off. And then it shits on us again. We got to clean it off. So fuck off. You love us so much. I know you've been waiting for this episode. So we're actually here today with a special guest. This is the fourth episode in what was supposed to be a month-long conversation about fetish. <laughs> but uh, we took a, we did three weeks and then we took a couple months hiatus. So we're back and we're here to finish out that conversation. Our special guest today is Cameron. And I know that you know Cameron because she's been on our podcast many a time. If you don't know Cameron, you're about to know what the fuck is up. She is the host of Tranos and the Lived Experience, which is a beautiful podcast on NQO radio. And please do listen if you haven't already. We'd really like to make sure that our listenership for that show is reflective of what it should be, which is like everybody that listens to this should absolutely listen to that. So head on over to there if you haven't already. Like, subscribe, sign up, and fucking give your life to Cam. Welcome to the show, Cam. Yeah, you heard, you heard what was going on out here. My name is Cam Ryan Aline Maharet Jarrell, a.k.a. Trano. Say that shit with your whole chest or I'll deep dick you in the Dunkin' Donuts parking lot. And that's on God. She King, uh, uh, what am I, the CEO of the Amazon style, a big dick bringer. And a big titty bringer, too. Yeah, word. Get, in, get into these titties. You can't see them, but like they're spiritually touching you through like fucking airwaves wherever however technology works nowadays welcome to 2022 with my old ass uh, it's like my third time back right right yeah fourth I, at least yeah. at third least. or fourth yeah and i'm it's, back on your ass that's always a pleasure and since we are speaking of uh fetishes is that is that in the dunkin donuts parking lot deep dicking is that is that on the list oh uh. Well, there's one thing that's higher than it, and it's really it's kind of weird. People are like, "What?" Like, I um, what is it? Is it uh, pupho uh, pubephilia? Pubephilia, like into pubes. I like pubes. You like pubes? <laughs> Any particular kind of pube? I like like a curly, like like late '80s pube. Uh, <laughs> Grandma bushy kind of pube. Like no, like covered, but like not too bushy. Like, okay. Like like a trimmed bush. Like like somebody came out and, and, and trimmed things a little bit, a little bit of of, of landscaping. Yeah. Okay. A little okay. landscaping. Like and if you got like the fucking like if you got like the fucking uh what's the name of the dude from fucking if you got the the archie fucking crown over your <laughs> penis it's it's cute. <laughs> archie crown. Oh. Shit. I mean, I want to. Get... I want to. I want to look up what the uh, what the paraphilia fetish for that is. Hold on, let me see. Tune. Yeah. So, so what, what? What? What do you like about it? Well, first off, it lets me know that you're of age. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty. Firstly, um, I prefer a little bit of pubes with grades in it. That way, I know we're good. <laughs> like, 
if I catch a gray in there, I'm like, yes. Oh my god, like full, this person's full. an adult. <laughs> I had grays at like 19. So, really? <laughs> oh, full disclosure, I've seen just recently the first grays in my pubes. I mean, some people would have said back in the day that like when you start seeing grays in your pubes, it's time to retire your genitals. I think that's a lie. <laughs> no, I would if I could, but that ain't happening anytime soon. I mean, I got grays in my joint, and the only reason why I ain't out here uh, representing for the mandem. It's because y'all scared. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so it um, is pubephilia. You were right. It's pu- it's literally just pube. Uh, maybe it's pronounced pubophilia, but it's pubephilia essentially, uh, and or just pube fetish, which is what you would find it under on a Pornhub search, say, uh, for example. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna have to check that. So, out. Like, yeah, I'm just like I'm I'm into the 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 shape, the 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 depth, the smell. Do you like running your fingers through it and all yes. that? Yes, yes, I like like touching it like on my skin, um, like on the upper lip. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like nose. <laughs> I feel you. Um, that's kind of adorable. You just like, yeah, it's just like you just kind of wiggle like, your nose in there, you know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, um, I I realized that when I was super young because the craze started where everybody started like scorching the earth. And I was like, when did we all get into like looking at like adolescent genitalia? Because that's kind of not cool to me. Like I was like, eh, I'm not really into it. So I find a partner who has like a deep 89 inspired bush. I'm like, yes, <laughs> that, that's, that's a 1989 right there. See, my, my legit problem with the shaved, other than like the aesthetic doesn't do anything for me, but like uh, it, I, I have sensitive skin. It, it, I, I like come up with like a full on like rash on my face from somebody. And is that from hair or without it? Without it, without it. Yeah, without it. That, and, and, and it doesn't even matter if you just did it. It's like the razor, unless you're using some electrolysis level shit, like I get your razor bumps that you may or may not have transferred to my face almost. Razor burn transfer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it does a lot does keep you a, a lot less likely to have like any kind of like bumps and irritation and like for the other especially the longer the hair usually the more the less coarse it is because yeah, it's softer. like grown out a bit it gets a little bit like you know softer as it gets grown out that's what i've noticed at least in my pubes i, I was young when i figured out that pubes were my thing um i was at school uh i was like i want to say like 13 and I was like walking up the stairs to go to class, like no dastardly thoughts in my mind whatsoever. Um, shout out to Miss P. I'm not gonna say your whole name, but she was a freak. She was a freak freak. Um, and I don't know if she knew that I knew she was a freak freak, but she was a freak. So I was coming up the stairs, and I'm just kind of holding my books and stuff like that. Miss Panapento is like five foot seven, looks like fucking Wonder Woman, like dark hair, dark features. She's wearing like one of those flowy skirts. Shout out to sundresses on God. Um, yeah, she was coming down the stairs, and I was coming up the stairs. And as you can come down, you know how it's kind of like that fucking that weird Z that you're seeing if you look up mm-hmm. the staircase, and you can see yeah. like people coming down the staircase above you. And uh-huh. I looked up, and like she had like this just mound of like dark, dark like mid length hair, and I didn't even see vagina. All I saw was bush and i was just like a shadow of a bush yeah that's that's what's up we like that like that 
I think I think I like that, which led to me like not being able to pay attention because I ran upstairs to get to the class that Miss Panapinto was running downstairs to get something for. So when she came back, I was like, "Yo, Jesus, I got to send it back in the class." <laughs> she didn't call I on said, you to go up to the chalkboard, did she? No, no, no. I was I was rocking a whole flag staff. Like I was <laughs> like young adolescent, like like trans sapphic boner. Like I didn't even want to have sex with her in my mind. I just wanted to touch the hair. Interesting. Yeah. I think I think I felt similarly uh, around that age about like armpit hair. Cause, like, Same. I was in like I think school in like Southern Maryland, and like they don't have air conditioning in the schools at all. So like you know it gets hot starting in like April, and like so every every boy in there is in like tank tops. And like, you know, you're at that age where some people are like look like 20 years old already. And like some of us look like we're 10 years old because like I, right. I, didn't, I didn't get like a single hair for many more years, even though puberty was well on its way. So I was like, kind of fascinated by like these like like Sasquatches like coming out of everybody's like armpits and you'd be in there and like. Be, like I think it was geometry class. I was sitting behind this one fucking upperclassman, and like there was just a single like droplet of sweat like hanging from like this peak of like like underarm hair, and I like went into like a complete like zone. Like I got like flushed and hot, and like I was like I need to leave, but I can't leave. Seen you know Flagstaff problem. I don't know what it is. I mean I think you know. When you're trying to think about these early, like, kind of attractions and fetishes, how they foment, fom- foment, is that the, the term, the word? Foment? Ferment, foment. Yeah. In your, yeah. In your brain <laughs> is, like, it's, 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 you know, for multiple reasons. We always talk about it in terms of fetishism. Like, how does one come to something that they fetishize? Is it, you know, we know trauma is one route. We know, like some sort of early introduction or even just random shit, you know? Like, I mean, I always used to use the example, I've met people into spanking fetishes because they had some kind of crazy thing where their mom spanked them in the middle of the Bradleys, or they were never spanked. This was always something that they were, like, fascinated hearing from their friends that they got spanked and they never were, you know? So it comes, these fetishes come from all sorts of different directions. Right? Yeah, like, I, like, it came out of nowhere. I was, uh... I was walking up, just walking up some stairs and Miss P was coming down and I don't know why this freak wasn't wearing underwear at school, but that's not my <laughs> business. You know what I'm saying? That's not my business. Um, I appreciate her for not doing it because like that shit opened up a whole Pandora's box for me. And I uh, specifically, I don't think it's just simply pubephilia. I think it's a little bit more than that because femme presenting body hair is way sexier to me. Mm-hmm. So if you got hairy legs, I'm I'm into it. If you got like hairy armpits, I'm into it. Mm. Now, if you're like cis male presenting, I'm not really into it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm like whatever. Like, cause like it smells different. It feels different. Like I'm just it's just, just something different about it. But um, that's how the whole thing started for me. That's 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 the one fetish that I know the name of. I have another fetish, but I don't know the name of it. Well, I, have, I have a I have a I'm into. <laughs> I'm into soft bodies. Okay. Like soft like, in what way? Like, I mean, like if you got a little bit of like you, if you pull your underwear up and you got a little bit of like that stomach poking at the thigh area, like right where you meet the leg meets. Uh-huh. A little cushion. I want to bite that shit. 
<laughs> like speci- <laughs> specifically bite it, like or, yeah. or one of many things. Like, ah, like I want to bite that. I want to bite butt cheeks, hips. Uh, if you have a little bit of that underarm thing, I'll bite that. I don't give a fuck. So, so it looks like technically it's like fat filio, but that's not correct. It sounds like it's more about like Contour. you know, well, in like excess, like in in just like specific areas, not necessarily. You know, like it's it's I don't know. I think it, it comes like- from our dysphoria. I have a dysphoria that I'm not soft in those areas, mm-hmm. so I'm attracted to people who are. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. That kind of goes like again with the idea that like you know some of these things like I've met it, it's not the best example but there's tons of like circumcised men who have like a fetish for like uncircumcised men and I always right. wonder, like yeah they have a lot of nuances to that but like it's also one level of a curiosity of something you don't have or something that's not a part of your body. Some want or desire yourself for yourself. Like I'm attracted to big asses and I don't have a big ass. Like, and that's mm. probably a real why I am attracted to big asses. Cause I've always been like, but I'm actually very attracted to small asses too. I think they're like the 90, remember like the nineties flat asses, like mom butts, like <laughs> those. So, which is kind of my ass. My ass is a little less sexy than that, but like, I still think those are cute too. Cause it's just like, I don't know. There's something about just, I don't know. It's weird. It's 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 the same stuff though. It's like I, I, fuck, have... I fuck with Stagiopia. What yeah, is look that? At that? Look at that big ass index word that I just used. That big ass like SAT word. Stagiopia's um hood uh definition, tank ass. <laughs> <laughs> tank ass. Like I could put my drink on that motherfucker and walk away ass. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Yes. I, I, I But I am also into like like I like booties, period. Yeah, yeah, I, I do too, you know, and that was actually a later for life thing for me. Like, I don't remember actually thinking much about ass before I was like 25 years old, like in any terms. Like, not not that I had any other specific overriding. I was like always, you know, even though I'm total puta talking about like, oh, beautiful eyes and beautiful lips always do it for me. Like, I like full lips. Like, you know, I've always made jokes about thin-lipped, like, people. Like, I can't, I can't, I can't imagine kissing somebody with super thin lips. Like, I can't imagine getting blown by somebody with super thin lips. Right, right. That too. I get it done just fine. No, I mean, I wouldn't call your lips thin. You got a nice bottom lip. Exactly. No, when I, (laughs) one goes away, look, where's the top one? (laughs) Like, but my lips aren't that... My lips aren't, I mean, like, they're pronounced, but, like, they, like when I smile, my lips kind of thin a little bit, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, I couldn't imagine somebody with, like, I'm talking just that, like, like oh, who's the most notorious thin lip person I've seen lately? You're talking about a lip like this, right? Yeah, like, yeah, like, like, under, almost see the gums, kind of, yeah. Yeah, it's like, like you can see the gums and shit like that. Yeah. Like, like, that's not sexy just watching this thing go into this slit orifice in your face. Like, there needs to be, like, a pocket there, a lip. <laughs> um, pocket pussy lips. Okay. Because otherwise, it's just the bottom lip and, like, a paper cut. If you're listening to this and you have a thin upper lip, you do not need to go out and change the the, the shape of your lips. Everybody has their own preferences. Oh, yeah. For the- yeah, just draw them shits on. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and let's be real. 
most I'm not gonna turn down the blowjob, but like. <laughs> most of our most of our physicality we can't really like help, you know. And I know there are people that can get a lip lift. They have these little surgeries now where it just like lifts your lip a tiny, tiny bit, and then they put in they inject, and then it's oh. like instead of just like having nothing, you have like a little ridge. Yeah, like they I've seen that before. Like they take like a little piece, yeah, and put it in there. It's like a little, like it's like a piece of. I don't know oh, what yeah. it is. If you're missing lip, they can take some of your like ass cheek or something and put it on your lips too. Yeah, yeah. and then that'll plump your lips up. But I'm not advocating that you should get bigger lips. I'm just saying like that's not that's oh, not and, my gig, and, baby. And and and, <laughs> and since I've turned 27, I'm much more into you having a fuller ass than fuller lips. So don't you know don't don't subtract from the ass to add to your lips. If you offer me some brains with them thin lips, I'm still gonna say yes. A fucking yes. So I mean it's. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not a la carte is what I'm pretty much. If I had a la carte, I would choose big lips, but it's not a la carte is whatever you bring. So if you offer me a blizzy for my glizzy, I'm going to say yes. So, <laughs> like, 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 so, like, so brought up how like we get our fetishes and paraphilias often when we're younger, which is making me curious because you also earlier, not on this combo, you said something about gym. Z not fucking anymore. Yeah. So, so it's like, wait, do they not get fetishes and paraphilias anymore? Well, like, is that not? A- no. So I don't think I don't think what <laughs> what they're trying to say is that these are people without sexual thoughts or sexual ideas. But I think you know, and I'm wondering because you know, like any good journalism these days, um, there's a lot of questions they could have asked that they didn't. Um, and, and they're kind of just trying to um, sum, summarize a, uh, a poll that they've given out, right? And right. This, this poll was in response to the post-Roe v. Wade um, decision. And um, if you don't know what the fuck happened with that, your head is seriously in the fucking sand right now. But like, what they're kind of saying is the, the – the kind of stress and like the idea of like not having, you know, options and decisions and good information is like putting them off from the idea of physical intimacy with people, you know? And, you know, that's not the first time I've heard from the kind of younger generations this like resistance to to sex and a lot of it also being like jumbled up in the amount of free pornography that's available these days and like the advent of a, a lot of like, ability to talk and flirt online and not necessarily meet up with anybody, you know, and I, and I'm curious, you know, what, what, like, what do a few hoes like us who do have some positive things, we've all had our traumas with, with sex and sexuality, but like, how do we like, you know, tell this younger generation? I mean, look, like some of the, 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 the rulings, even on, you know, uh, sex and stuff. What is it? Is it Lawrence that is um, did away with all the blue laws in some of these states like Texas and, and southern states where, you know, things like anal sex and oral sex in some instances were illegal? Like, I grew up and was having oral sex in a state that oral sex was illegal. So we do kind of know some of the pressures of what it's like to live in a more oppressive social society. And we didn't, you know, necessarily turn our backs on the idea of having sexual intimate relationships. I don't think it's so much that they're turning their backs on it as that they got more options. They realize that they have more power. And once again, I want to fall back on the 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 fact that like 
when this country is in a prosperous state, we have more sex than we should. And whenever it gets to this point where we are, and it does get to this point a lot, like literally every 40 years, mm -hmm. um, we generally like start withholding sexual relationships because there's things that are prioritized. I think that right now sex is just not a priority for everyone. Right. Um, given given the things that the younger generations have seen from us, are witnessing in current events, are feeling from like these legislations and stuff that are happening. Like I'm I'm pretty sure like I started like I'm a elder millennial, I guess, or what you might call a Gen Xer children gather around and listen to my tales. And I, I haven't had sex in seven years. And that's based upon society, laws, rulings, um, the, the dangers that that might possess, um, avoid wanting to actively avoid bad behaviors and STDs mm -hmm. and all those other things. And also just kind of being turned off. Mm -hmm. Just I, I, like, I, I can't like sexual desire is something that I can't like harness very readily anymore because like. Yeah. My mind is constantly thinking about all the things that are happening specifically me. So I just think that's what's kind of happening, happening to everyone across the board. Like we're not having as much sex as we were in the nineties period. <laughs> like, the piece of it too, is we don't, uh, we don't have this ability to be as like anonymous as we would like to be anymore, you know, especially the people that are dating now. So they grew up on the internet. Right. So like that is where they're going to date. They're not going to go out and meet people the same way that we did because that was our only option. Right. Also, you know, so a lot of times the, I feel like at least the younger generation is like, well, I don't really have to go out and, and meet people. So instead I can stay at home and be in the comfort of my own home. And now I'm realizing that there's a lot of people that I don't want to meet because I don't have any anonymity when it comes to like, if I were to go out right now and go to a bar and meet some dude and bone him, let's pretend I'm single in this instance. And I, you know, bone him and then kick him out after we don't even exchange information, which is sort of kind of the way it used to be. That would be, you know, that would allow me to not know whether or not you're a Republican, right? Or whether <laughs> right. Or, or whether or not, you know, there there's a lot less that is discussed when you meet in person these days. And or not these days, I should say, when you used to meet in person. Nowadays, even if you do meet in person, you're instantly like, oh, what's your Instagram, TikTok? Right. They're better at that. Don't even have exactly. five minutes live in this bubble of this guy's hot or this person's hot and I'm just going to sleep with them and not care about it. It's like you don't even have the ability to not care. So it's like then a lot of the, your dating pool or fucking pool is off of the table because you're like, ew, these people fucking suck, right. you know? And then I think big piece of it is <clears throat> people no longer have to get that little shot of adrenaline that comes with getting hit on or getting told that you look good by going out in public. Right. All they have to do is line, post online, take a sexy photo of yourself, get an OnlyFans, get a TikTok where you're showing off your tatas, whatever the, in the scenario is, we don't need to go get that little Ooh, I'm I'm fucking feeling myself. I'm sexy by going and getting hit on anymore. We don't have to do that. We just have to post online. So because of that, it takes out the even like that again that ability of this anonymous sex with random people where we don't really care about who they are. As you know, people were just out to like get laid. So I think like people just stopped kind of fucking doing that because well, I can just stay home and post pictures to my followers and I'll get actual money for that. Fuck that shit. Right. 
And then another piece of it is that like, you know, I, I feel like there's like a laziness aspect too, because there isn't this big abundant need for like procreation or finding a partner anymore. That's not a thing. Like as you know, a woman, for example, I don't need, um, you know, a husband to open up a bank account. Like I would have. Right. So therefore, because of that, I'm not in a rush there. I don't want to say laziness. I'm sorry. I just, I, there's no rush. There's absolutely no rush to go out and find a partner, breed, do all of these things that we were all kind of like, right. come on got to do it even if we were queer and we were not going to have those same you know relationships that these heteromantic heteroromantic you know what i'm trying to say yeah. those really you know would account for we still were uh, kind of pressured to like go find a partner go find someone right. to be with so and so i think like yeah nah, we don't gotta do that you know so people just stay home now so <laughs> yeah i think the generation is way better at vetting yeah they have the ability to like will vet you out before have to like actually happen to meet you. They don't have to stumble in the bar and meet you uh, in some drunken stupor that feels like romance in the second. They don't have to do that anymore. Um, they get to be real selective and they've already got uh, technology on their side and are bad examples. So like, I, I think that's what's going on. So, okay. So a couple of things like based on what you guys are saying first, like, you know, what I'm hearing on some level is that there doesn't sound in our modern society a lot of incentive incentive to be meeting people in real time necessarily to begin with, right? And then when you're talking about vetting, I think about this a lot because yes, there is a lot of vetting going on. And you know, one of the complaints on one side of that is people are not just necessarily vetting anymore. They're fine tuning to things that not might not necessarily have been showstoppers back when they were meeting people. But now that they have the ability to, they can weed out traits, perhaps, that they don't like about you. They can get to that whole wonderful question they love to ask on the queer apps, mask or femme? <laughs> they can like narrow down and ask really any appropriate uh, questions about where a trans person is in their, um, you know, medical transition. You know, these are kind of things that like, I don't not, like, I, I agree with them in the ability to do them on a safety level, but I worry about them on the interpersonal social level sometimes. That like, yeah. all these abilities like are kind of weeding out the ability to have connection and post COVID, to the ability that we have young people that are coming of age in a time where even if they wanted to, they didn't have the option to anymore. So it's like kind of getting used to this, like not needing to be around other people in any level, let alone in a, like a physically intimate level. Well, now that we live in the Gilead, like a lot of people, um, you know what I'm saying? Now that we live in the fucking Gilead, a, a lot of people are like, I'm not gonna risk having sex with a person because I don't want to become uh, even more governmental thought like fodder. Absolutely. Um, nobody wants to be told how they should have sex. Like it's not the government's business. Um, this moral majority shit in a land that's built off of rape and murder is kind of weird. So a lot of people are awakening to that as well. And just being like, I don't want to fucking play the game. Not to mention like, and I proposed this after the whole Roe v. Wade thing jumped off um, uh, down with cis heterosex. 
make it obsolete. Like yeah. they told us we can't do all this weird shit with them. They don't want us doing it with them. Fine. Let's do it with each other. Ah, beautiful. <laughs> Queer orgy. Queer orgy. <laughs> There's trans women out there. I will be the first lieutenant of girls with penises. We, I will loan penis out. I will, I will help you out till you get on your feet. You don't have to sleep with <laughs> a, a cis man anymore. You don't have to do that anymore. Like you Did just you don't. And to the new queer orgy. The new queer Word. orgy. Oh my god. Word. Trademark that shit so they don't try yeah. to steal that from us too. <laughs> Fuck niggas. Yeah, um, can I say niggas on this show? You can say yes. whatever you want, baby. I said niggas twice. I'm gonna say it two more times, niggas. Um, so yeah, like I think that with all the shit that's going on, like women are worried about like autonomy right now. I mean, that makes it less that makes men less attractive. That I gotta walk around wondering how you feel about this thing that impacts me a whole lot. And generally, I'm gonna say this to you ladies if you're listening to my smooth voice. Um if the motherfucker has no opinion on Roe v. Wade, fuck him. And if he has the opinion that he 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 gets to, uh, he's entitled to that opinion, fuck him. <laughs> and and um, also, we don't need them. They're tired of our colored hair and they're tired of our free thinking and our willingness uh, to experiment with sex because they rather do the Wednesday night in, out, in, out um, and, and then cry about it in church like a lot of us are a lot of us are waking up to like the fact that the part of sex that is constantly being stressed is is bothersome and like that's part of the problem so we've all learned how to kind of vet but the younger generation is just way more advanced at it because they grew up doing it we're kind of like easing into that pot of like being like a little bit more selective uh, and, and some of that is because we've been hurt and trauma and we stumbled in the darkness and found that random Republican in the middle of the night. Um, shout out to Gary um, from <laughs> Ontario, 2005. Uh, oh, Gary, shit. we fucked. I know you got a whole kid and a wife now. Uh, a whole kid. Tell her what we did, nigga. <laughs> oh, I see all your little church videos, too. I see all your little church videos and you be singing in church, but you used to sing on my butthole. Shout outs. So let me ask you going off that because I love shouting out into buttholes. Um, like of the people and those that are still engaging in their, their sexuality or actually fuck it, even the ones that aren't doing physical, do you think at least here in the U.S., that we are more freakier and kinkier um, than we used to be? No. 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 We got to catch up with Germany, my nigga. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we are... I feel like kink has always existed. I just think that now people are finding really, like, their specific little pocket of kink that they're into i feel like there's more opportunity for people to explore kink because not only do you have porn at your disposal but if you know if you're a good porn consumer then you also have at least a sex worker or two at your disposal whether online or not and those people typically can help you with your kinks and like exploring them i do that every day for a living for example and i think people are fucking super kinky still Mm -hmm. um that they've just found a better way to have outlets for that so that it's not, it's practiced safer in a lot more, you know, I'm not talking about, you know, people doing things without consent and things like that, but in 
consenting situations, I feel like people are now able to just at least admit that they have kinks and that it's just not even a big deal anymore. So because of that, I think people can let their freak fo- like if you message me and you ask me to shit in a bucket on camera, I'm not going to do it, but I'm also not going to shame you, for example. So just having outlets like a person like me, for right. example, to just even not feel judged by, I feel like is super important for just kink in general and the exploration of it. And then therefore, the you know, with more open mind comes less hate and less internal phobias and all that kind of shit. So it, it's just, it's, it's good in the long run. I just don't think it's as shocking anymore. You know, it's like 50 shades of gray kind of, uh, I know it's a stupid fucking, that whole book and movie was, you know, we don't like sort of the palate cleanser to what was now, what is now even just like, you know, a random housewife, for example, maybe exploring things that she never would have thought were an option. So I think it's kind of all over the place and and definitely easier to digest now. I think the stigma levels have progressed. I think that's the, yeah, I agree with that completely. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I don't yuck anybody's yum unless... <laughs> Unless you out, unless you out here yucking everybody else's yum and then hiding yours, then I'm reading you. Um, if so, um, uh, uh, shout out to the clergy. Um, if y'all out here doing weird shit on the low and then labeling other people certain things, and I catch you out here doing some shit, I'm exposing you, nigga. Like, don't even, don't even wonder about it. I'm gonna tell on you. (laughs) Um. I think I think we're all entitled to those desires if they're not hurting anyone. But like yeah, that's the only instance where I'm gonna yuck your yum. I'm gonna yuck your yum if I catch you yucking somebody else's. Mm. So straight up. So I thought that was an interesting thing. The other part of this article on Gen Z was saying one out of six individuals in Gen Z were identifying as LGBT. And like so Well happy so like you know when we look at stats right there's a lot of things they mean and a lot of things they don't mean right and or that we can't infer that they mean in one sense we can say um maybe it's always been one in six maybe it's two in six maybe it's three in six um all that we're seeing is that the comfortable comfortability of people answering with that identification has gone up right because the the figure that was always thrown around was about 10 percent right so this is 16%. So it does look, at least on some level, the new generation is more comfortable identifying under one of the available terms in the LGBT uh, alphabet. QIA++. Yeah, we all know how we all feel about that. <laughs> so, I mean, which is, again, you know, like, w- when you think about it, and honestly, you think, again, back to the good old Kinsey studies, People were kinky and pretty much all over the place with their sexuality and their turn-ons way, way, way back then. Um, so, you know, maybe what is just happening is like, you know, certain social attitudes are changing and people are feeling at least a higher level of solidarity with expressing these things, you know. But then in the same vein, you know, coming out and then also feeling like they're, you know, not going to participate in as many hookup uh, opportunities as they used to, especially with what's what's going down with our government, you know. Uh, yeah, I would say like well, that's lending back again, once again, to them just being better at like seeing what's going on, like taking like an actual 
interest in what's going on with them and then making informed decisions. And I think like even to the extent of it being 16%, I think it might be more because we also have to think about like the census. They don't count us. Right. In a lot of places, they don't ask us what we are. They don't count us. And I think that's one purely conspiracy theory cam is coming. Um, <laughs> I think that <laughs> I think one it's because the statistics are read off lower to us because if we knew there were more of us, we would be more comfortable with being ourselves and there would be even more of us out and it, suppressing those kind of statistics makes us feel alone. And that's always been one of the moves of the oppressor. Shout out to the Aquinsuocha who um, hates their sex life so much. They have to dictate ours. Go hump something. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Dickhead. So shout out to the police interrupting me third party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know uh, that was on this end this time. Um, so, um, I guess like when, let, let me ask y'all a question. When was the first time that you discovered one of the things that you like sexually was considered a fetish? Wow. Um, I, I became aware that I had the, the pubephilia fetish. I, I was aware that it was a, a fetish when I started seeking it out. Okay. When I was like. Hold on a second. I like the I like the fact that I found all my dad's magazines, but I'm only going to look at the ones where there is like maximum amounts of pubes. If if it was that '90s Playboy shit, I wasn't looking at this shit because everybody was walking around here butt naked. But if it was that early '80s shit, uh, I was like, yeah, like I have to go back decades to find the look that I'm into. And then like I started like not telling, but like suggesting to like asking like my partners, like, so why do you shave can you tell me the, uh, the, like the reason why you do it and you are you doing it for me because if you're doing it for me you don't have to like that kind of shit like right. i started kind of like seeking seeking out like and that's so weird i was just like where's the pubes i was like uh, uh, like, fucking, <laughs> like like truffles and shit like i was like pig ch- truffle shuffling and shit and like <laughs> i was like i would like i would seek it out i would seek it out in media i would seek it out in person, like if a person like uh, I, I remember one time I was at Vertex. Oh, here he comes. A story. Story time. Um, there's a fucking uh, goth club here called Vertex and people are a little scantily clad there. So every once in a while you would get a glimpse of some shit. And this is when the low rise jeans started that that craze is made for me because a lot of these girls who were wearing these low rise jeans had like that little like happy trail. So I knew you had it. And that was the girls <laughs> I was trying to talk to. That was the girls I was trying to talk to. If I seen a guy with a happy trail, that's who I'm trying to talk to. If you pull your pants down and it's clean, I'm gone. <laughs> like, it totally takes me, totally takes me out the mode. Like, I don't even want to mess with it because I'm like, this thing is naked. It's, it's a, it's, it's a mole rat. <laughs> like, I'm done. A naked mole rat. That's beautiful. A naked mole rat. It ain't got no hat on or nothing. And, you know, and I'm like, I'm not into that. So I would say like around like 14, 15 years old, I literally started seeking it out. I became sexually active in that time. And I would literally be like, hey, you don't have to shave if you don't want to. I kind of like. <laughs> I like the voice you use. <laughs> I'm saying like, you don't, you don't have to shave if you don't want to because I'm kind of into that shit. And they're like, what? I'm like, look, I don't. I don't want to be judged by you, right. but I, I like a more Parisian vagina area, more Parisian genital sector. So if it's it's got a little bit of hair on it, then you grown and I'm grown. So I would have 
have known you in my teens because I had bad experiences with like I immediately assumed I had to shave I did shave for partners and then I didn't know that I had ass hair no nah, I'm into that shit too partners. <laughs> what'd you say I said no nah, I'm into that shit too yeah no that hair and it's body hair and it, it sounds like you're into like hair in pheromone places yep. and places that have pheromones which are the places that you have hormones you know what i mean and i'm uh, my backside's very hormonal apparently i have mm-hmm. no back hair, but my ass is hairy and it yeah. always but i didn't know that so i would just shave my chuchina and then i had a boyfriend live with me when i was 16 and one day out family and he's like you have a fucking tail essentially and i was like, <laughs> I'm fucking mortified mortified nah, i would have grabbed that shit forward I would have grabbed that shit. You would have wagged that tail. <laughs> I would have grabbed. I would have grabbed that shit. I would have wagged that tail. Um, be glad that you didn't meet me back then, because I'd have been like, "Hey, what's up? What's up with that tail? What's up?" And it took me until literally like a year ago to even speak openly about the fact that I have ass hair. Like, get over it. I'm Italian. I'm gonna have weird hair somewhere. I don't have a mustache, but I have a fucking tail. Nay. You know, like whatever, get over there's it. This, there's this new bikini craze that I've been seeing. And it's like these little bikinis, and they're so small in the front that if you have pubes, I can see them. And yes, I'm for that. Yes, take <laughs> um, I'm into that shit. That shit dope as shit. Don't let some dude t- I used to tell all my homegirls, don't let some dude tell you to shave if he's not grown enough to see pubic hairs and realize that that's its natural state, fuck him. Right. Right. Agreed. My first fetish that I didn't know was a fetish and then I did, I was actually so ashamed of that, like, I kept it super secret for so long. And then I think there was, like, a message board I was on, Bridge 9, my life. I think that's where, actually, I figured out a lot of my stuff was, like, fetishes because then I realized other people liked the things I liked. And it was that I was super into, like, rape really like young super young i would watch lifetime original movies where like paula abdul would be like held down or some bullshit like that on lifetime that was my shit like that's that was that and and watching like jordan catalano and fucking my so-called life those were like my two weird like uh, prepubescent like coming of age like things that i was into was like lifetime original movies unsolved mysteries when they had rape things and jordan catalano and probably because he fucked like rayanne which was angela's best friend and it was super like 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 as if he couldn't help it i don't know i anyways so um yeah <laughs> 16 17 because other people admitted to me like oh i like that stuff too so it wasn't until i realized because forever i was so ashamed of it i still wouldn't talk about it for the longest time but like mm. i was ashamed of it and then finally at like 16 somebody like posted about how they liked it too and i was like oh okay i'm not a complete fucking freakazoid you know so i thought when i was young because i'm not really ashamed of the things i do i thought when i was young that liking to like liking to give up anyone oral sex was a problem i thought it was a fetish because i didn't understand what fetishes were Uh so i would do it and i just wouldn't tell anyone about it and i'd be like hey i'm about to bless this thing (laughs) <laughs> don't tell nobody if you tell somebody i'm gonna stop this i'm not gonna do this no more and like 
I I used to hide that I like fucking like gave head and like fucking like I would do that rather than have sex most of the time. Especially used, if it's some bush down there. It's going down. I didn't have a competition with the my friend that lived with me at the time and she would like blow her boyfriend and I would blow my boyfriend in separate rooms. It would see how many times we could blow them, like and I would always win. <laughs> like to completion, I like you couldn't catch me dead doing something like that now like not a fucking chance Uh, i was ashamed of it so i didn't tell anybody and then i was around like 17 years old and we were like in high school and there was this group of guys talking about what they would never do with a girl you know that conversation i'm never gonna eat pussy and i like walked right up to them and i was like hey you also ain't gonna get no bitches right and like all of y'all sitting around here talking about what y'all not gonna do y'all not gonna get no bitches and they was like you eat pussy and that, there was a second where i was like tell them no and then i realized these dudes are sitting here pontificating about sex that i'm already having mm-hmm. so that's when i stopped feeling ashamed of it i was like nah i'm i'm out here a different I'm, look <laughs> i'm fucking these peaches up bro and you can't have none bro straight up so- <laughs> So Jordan Jordan Catalano is fifty years old. Oh yeah, he's um in real life right now. He's uh, a sex pest. We don't like him, I guess. Yeah, an alleged one. Sorry, well, I don't want to get in trouble. Alleged. Alleged. Yeah. Um, and uh, I was thinking because like you know a lot of the things you know we all kind of expressed that we like ha- either had some desire or had explored some things before we learned that they were a fetish, and like uh, or not like widely practiced or whatever and obviously like when i first started like the online like never in person would i think to necessarily mention one of these things but one of the you know going back what we were talking to earlier is there was did become a certain level liberty in being able to express certain sexual desires uh when the advent of like things like manhunt and gay.com and whatever at least in the queer world where we were able to start you know exploring that knowing that like well fuck it if they like judge me or treat me like shit i can just block them or like get rid of them or i don't have to continue the conversation and um you know i remember seeing started seeing in profiles like some of these kinks start getting expressed more and more to now to the point where like people put all sorts of fucking filthy shit in their profile just to like you know pre-filter and only talk to who they want to talk to but i remember seeing the two letters in the manhunt like like things ws over and over again ws ws and like what the hell is ws you know and like figuring out i asked somebody they said water sports it stands for water sports and like i'm thinking like okay water skiing uh parasailing like why why is this a sexy thing why is this like why does water skiing turn people i mean i'm all for it if water skiing turns you on like no problem but I didn't know so many people had this fetish. Only to obviously find out that this is piss play. And this was like the body code, water. Yeah, the code for this thing. So like, you know, and and I wouldn't say like we talk about my fetishes a lot. I don't have a lot of like ingrown fetishes, like things that I need or have to have. Like I'm pretty like all access puta. So like anything kind of goes. But like uh, when I think about my early kind of curiosities in the fetish realm, that definitely became one. And I think it became one because I became kind of fascinated why everybody was 
like coding it and why why it was so like hush hush you know like why people were like saying it and then like you know but not really saying it and like it was only if you understood what it was then they would like talk about their fantasies around it right yeah like uh my last well like the one i'm going to talk about now it's not my last one i probably got a whole bunch more that i'm going to probably have to explore after this episode I'm like, wow. <laughs> um sensual <clears throat> voyeurism mm. yeah yes yeah i like a partner who likes me watching them yes with somebody well, else nope no just them just them okay. like i like it's 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 really it's really kind of niche because it's like i like partners who will masturbate in front of me like i'm not there i like that too that's like funny. i'm not there like i like, like i don't even need sex let me just watch you get to this fucking o and i'll cheer for you at the end and i'm good well and also it's really cool to watch somebody masturbate because then you know how they like to get off right you know how nobody, they like to be touched nobody masturbates you the same way you masturbate your own damn body if at least if you've explored it enough right, right. like no one will ever play with my clit legs the way i play with my damn clit legs so if you watch me and i or and or i watch you i can like really study what mm -hmm. it is you're doing right. oh you like to put more pressure toward the base oh you like pressure on the head oh you like to grab your balls right before you come or oh you like to spread your pussy this way and rub this side all that shit i love to know that yeah that's my it, shit and it's also reconnaissance it's that's twofold. exactly why i did it that's exactly why i would do it is reconnaissance like uh if you were my partner ever you can attest to this i will not have sex with you until i've watched you masturbate three times okay, okay. three times i will not have sex with you until that happened and if it has to be three times in one night i mean that's fine you hurry up <laughs> yeah because I, like if you rushing this, I, that's what it's got to be. Like, it's got to be three times. I, you have to be completely vulnerable in front of me. It, mm. It's one thing because it, it means that you trust me. Mm. Right. Because you know that I'm not going to touch you. You know that I'm not going to harm you. I've even done this with friends. Like, there are friends who feel comfortable around me enough. Well, they used to be. I don't know if there are now. That they would masturbate in front of me mm -hmm. because they knew I wasn't going to judge them. And they got enjoyment out of being watched. Right. And they knew mm -hmm. I got enjoyment from watching people. Yeah. Sex doesn't necessarily have to happen afterwards. Right. But, like, I, for years, was just, like, hiding on the internet. And the early internet in my early 20s, like, voyeurism. And always feeling kind of bad because the voyeurism that was being, like, shown on the internet was always kind of scumbaggy. Like, oh, I set this oh, camera yeah. up and watched, and watched my neighbor. And like, I was like, peeping, no. Like, peeping I'm, Tom kind of shit. Uh uh true story um she moved um shout out to her i'm not gonna say her name but she was uh i used to call her golden neighbor um me and her had like this weird thing like she lived across the street from me she clicks her lights on twice and then she would like get naked in front of the window and do her thing in this chair and i would just watch okay and then when she was done she would click her lights twice and she would wave and go to bed ah uh, we've never spoken to each other that's We've She's never like, spoken to each other. I'm the lady with the lights in that scenario because I I love being watched. It's why I fucking, if, you know, if I'm like filming one day, I always go live at the end of it just because I'm like, I like being watched live. You know, I want somebody to be watching me while I'm masturbating, you know, so I like totally understand it on the opposite end too. <laughs> me and this lady never had a conversation before. We wave at each other. We've never talked about anything other than uh, the weather. Uh, and I don't know how she picked up on it, but like one time I was like sitting on my porch smoking a cigarette and her light came on and I looked up and I saw her and she, I thought she was looking at me. So I waved high and then she did that whole thing. She acted like she didn't see me. Nice. 
And then like it became a, a thing where like it was like, oh, every night at this time, her light clicks on and off. She stands there until she sees that I'm there. And then she does what she has to do. Interesting. And like that shit ended at the beginning of COVID. Fuck you, COVID, for fucking up an opportunity for me to get <laughs> on with this cougar, this cougar over here. Yeah. Uh, I was I was uh, a day away from asking her about like, hey, what's your feelings on girl dick? And then she moved. Right. <laughs> See, like I've always thought a big component of like cruising was the V and E crowd. Like, like because you know, I would meet people that would go cruising and be like, oh, nothing ever really happens. It's like kind of people just looking at each other. And I was like, Yeah, because it's very it's like you're almost getting a bunch of voyeurs and exhibitionists together and like y'all have to kind of figure which side of the 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 cloud you are on in that. Like who's pulling their dick out first for people to watch or whatever, you know? Before we get too far, uh for any of you uh sexy beings out there who might want to send Cameron voyeuristic videos of yourself, it's uh warmadingcameron at gmail.com. Okay, you're gonna have to let us know if you get any, because that that would be fascinating. Only if they allow me to. I'm not gonna get into details, but if you send me those videos, you know what's up. <laughs> look, yeah. look at me out here like fucking soliciting fucking salacious pictures. Hey, and I'm gonna get everything that I asked for. Hey, look, guys, I don't want a lot of weird be man grip pictures. Be respectful. Be respectful. Right. Yeah. I don't want a lot of that, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh for the femme presenting. But bring that shit on. Get dirty with it. I don't give a fuck. There you go. For you dudes, chill out. <laughs> there you have it. <laughs> and the lived experience. <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 I think the first time that that happened to me, and this is ooh, another real story. This is how I came. I'm ashamed of this. I am ashamed of this. And I probably shouldn't tell y'all this. So I <laughs> dated a girl um, when I was 16. Mm-hmm. Shout out to you, you, you giraffe neck bitch. Um, uh, <laughs> Who, uh, who's I lived with her and her mom her mom was a freak like her mom used to have like fucking parties right okay. we had no idea what these parties were we thought they were just doing drugs until one time we walked in and it was like fucking and shit all over the house and she kicked us out she made us she gave us a bunch of money and told us to go somewhere um but like I lived there so like there was this weird thing between her and her mom when she realized that her daughter was cheating on me instead of her just telling me she started doing weird shit like walking around the house naked and shit like that. That's when the voyeurism really started for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes sense. And it was consensual because I knew that she wanted me to see and she knew that I wanted to see. Mm-hmm. So um uh this I know you listen to my show. I fucked your mom. <laughs> <laughs> Is that full a full disclosure? Full disclosure, I fucked your mom. Okay. And uh you know who I'm you know who you are. I hit your mom from the brack. <laughs> <laughs> soon as you soon as you dumped me for that dude i fucked your mouth okay so hard, I, 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 hard. greetings goofy i'm Camrayne Elin maharet jarell aka trans nito bka tranos say it with your whole chest or i'll seduce your dad and biopeg him at the family get together try me I'm the host of Tranos and the Lived Experience, a podcast about current events, comedy, and calamity. Everywhere podcasts can be streamed, Tranos and the Lived Experience, the show that force feeds you clam strips in a White Castle parking lot. I actually have a round of Never Have I Ever, like all solidified in, in my head. I think it believes it starts with I've never fucked somebody's mom. 
Oh, well, take me off the list. <laughs> take me off the list because I'll fuck several people's moms. Oh, shit. Okay. We'll do what? Five? Yeah. Yeah. Now, okay. if, we, if we did it, we take a finger down, right? You got it. Yeah. So right. that, that's my first one. I'm just going to take the freebie. Cameron, put a finger down. You fucked my Wow. <laughs> cheap shit. I know. I'll cheat where I can. That's, All right. That's a white man's way. Don't you know? Right, so I'm one. I'm one down already. One down. Now it's your turn. Never have I ever fucked in a grocery store. Does the back room count? Like, yeah, do that storage, to myself. The storage room. Yeah, that counts. That counts. Fuck. Wait, you yourself out? No, You're no, no. To... It has to be something you didn't do. Oh shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So take another one. Pick another one. Yeah, something I didn't do. Something I didn't do. Wow. Look at me thinking. <laughs> That's of... where this game is hard with Felicia and I. <laughs> Never have I ever. Did water play? Okay. Ah, it's not it's shot easy shit on you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next. Aaron's actually who made me realize I liked it. So. <laughs> oh. Talked about that. Ooh. Awakenings. Awakenings. Why that? <laughs> okay, never have I ever um never have I oh no I have oh wait. Never have I <laughs> <laughs> This is how all of our games go. Oh shit. Like she'll be like, I didn't do that. I was like, Yeah, you did in two thousand and Okay, never okay, never have I ever um uh, sniffed a girl's panties. Oh no, that's weird. That's weird. Why is that, <laughs> like, why is that weird? <laughs> like I like I'm not I'm not like I just it feels like a weird move, even okay. if they let you do it, it and feels all, like a weird move and, to me. In all fairness, I was adolescent and I was very curious because and I'll tell you, I'll just be real honest, because I was convinced that women didn't shit because I never, ever smelled anything after a girl took a shit. And I was just <laughs> like, does that mean their panties smell like roses all the time? And the panty experience is what educated me. Let's just put it that way. All right. It's a fetish and it didn't. <laughs> so that means you got a snoot full of something you didn't like. Right. Well, something that was... Similar to boys, really. <laughs> uh, okay. From under. From from down under. In their from under. It's uh, a, it's a, from under. a from quiet under scent. Yeah. Uh, I make a lot of dirty panties, so. Whoop, whoop. Oh, there you go. Uh, <laughs> never have I ever had two penises in my mouth at once. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I'm down to three. Shit, we're all tied. What's up? You ain't never got the double toppy. The the you ain't never you ain't never did the actual double toppy by no, yourself. No, no. I mean, I've had two intermittently, but never. It's it's, it's too too much mouth. I used to call it the rescue ranger. <laughs> My problem is, is like you can't really do a good job with that much cock in your mouth. Said You're kind you. of just like, uh, well, fair enough. Fair enough. I can't. I'll just. You, you see this gap that. in my mouth? I hear you. Oh, <laughs> uh, what's mine? Um, <laughs> never have I ever sucked toes. Oof. Wow. 
Oh, I. <laughs> you, guys, you guys are filthy. <laughs> two. Felicia and I were tied with two. Cameron got three. I'm about to win this shit. Mm-hmm. All right. Never have I ever. Um, in no, that's that's rude of me to do. I'm just I know who I'm getting out if I do that one. Okay. <laughs> never, never have I ever fucked anybody in a locker room. Ooh, <laughs> uh, uh, I'm not gonna make it through much of this. Cameron's thing. down to two. Um, so it's one, two, and two. Okay. It was a wrestling locker room, and it wasn't a professional wrestling locker room. It was a high school wrestling locker room <laughs> and a soccer locker room. <laughs> um, okay, this one I've actually never done. Never have I ever been with two women at once. <sighs> this a bitch. We're <laughs> <laughs> nice. down to one. I have been with two women at the same time. It was eventful, and I would say this, um, get a pump before you do it. Like, get a pump, because it's a workout, and it's a lot of play on your mind, because you're like, I don't want to ignore one of these girls and make the other one. Well, if you're conscientious, you, it's it's a lot to take in. So yeah. I'll just say it like that. Fair enough. <laughs> um, never have I ever eaten anything from anyone's ass. Uh, uh- Okay, fine. I lose, but I'll explain. Loser. <laughs> Loser. I don't need to explain. It wasn't. No, you don't. Shit. It wasn't shit. <laughs> Let me clarify. Right. It could have been like peach rings or some shit uh-huh. like that. I've never eaten anything from anyone's ass. Like I've never put like. Fine, fine. I lose. A sa- carne okay. asada or none of that shit in it. Uh, oh. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um. Never have I ever incorporated food in the bedroom. Ever. In any way. Have I? I've said I would, but I've never done it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, Going strong. Two to one. Never have I ever. No, that's not fair. <laughs> that's not fair because we all know. Like, we all know that you've done that. Um <laughs> <laughs> Even the listeners know they don't uh, know what you're talking about, but they know she's done it. <laughs> uh, never have I ever cuddled after sex. Oh, because that shit's gay. <laughs> I hate it. Because <laughs> get the fuck off me. <laughs> well, like, I mean, right after, like, cuddle, period. Like, I'm like, no, like, you know, the scene from Boondock Saints. Where the dude's like, I just wanted to cuddle. I was yeah. that kind of gay. I was like, hey, fucking fairy, like, <laughs> get off me. Like, like, yeah, I, no homo. I was Willem Dafoe for a good portion of my life in that scene, too. I hated when people would try to cuddle with me, but I have done it. So, okay. One, I two, think I want it now, but like, I haven't done it yet. Like, I've never like cuddled with a person after sex. I'm like, get I the think fuck off. I might want to be touched after sex. <laughs> right. I think I might want to be touched after sex now. I don't know. Like, I, I mean, some if, if you would like to have sex with Cameron, you know, have lots of ointments. No, lots of- <laughs> <laughs> I'll just fuck with so, you. But I'm not fucking with you. I'm serious. <laughs> <laughs> Never have I ever. 
Uh, there's one that I want to say, but it's I don't want to say it because I'll just get you out, and that's rude. Um, because like I don't want to use like the stories you've told me. That's not fair. I want to I want it to be something I don't actually know. So like, okay, never have I ever. Um, fucked in a wrestling ring. Oh. I have it. Oh, <laughs> damn. I had access to do it. I was a trainer for eight years. It's a missed opportunity the, for both of you. <laughs> no, you know why I didn't do it? You know why I didn't do it? Because I knew everybody else had. Uh, oh, yeah. I was like, I'm not fucking in this. It's bad enough that I have to wrestle in this thing. Yeah. I'm not pulling out my schmeat in this motherfucker, and I'm not exposing anyone's orifices to anything that it might rub up against <laughs> if I do. So yeah. I was like, no, like there's probably you get ringworm on your genitals. That's ringworm. Yeah, uh, <laughs> ringworm um, on your worm. Oh. Right. Like fuck around and get a sore in your dick. <laughs> like oh, uh, wake up the next morning, your dick look like Star Crunch. <laughs> the whole dick look like a Star Crunch. <laughs> oh my. Like like rice candy dick like no oh, now I'm I good. have new, I have new fetishes now. <laughs> <laughs> um, never have I ever. Am I that freaky? I don't think I'm that freaky. I'm freaky. Um, never have I ever paid in any way for sex. What do you mean by no. anyway? Like not paid. Okay. Made some kind of commerce regarding how the sex was going to happen, be it emotional uh or financial. I've never paid for sex. I said I've been paid, but I don't pay for sex. Uh-huh. All right, cool. Then we good. We good. Right. This is a stalemate. Do I? I remember. <laughs> okay. Um if you bought a motherfucker a PlayStation or some Nikes, <laughs> that counts. <laughs> <laughs> I have a vibrator in my forearm for all that. Um, Okay, never have I ever worn a butt plug for more than 30 minutes. And we're out of here, ladies and gentlemen. We have lost. My battleship has been sunk. And the record time is two and a half hours. (laughs) That was just a guess. I I had no idea. No clue. Uh, my my butt plug plays music, so you kind of knew. <laughs> uh, I have a butt plug that vibrates and it plays like the music that's on your phone. So yes, um, you haven't lived until you've heard like a "Weak and Powerless" by a uh, Perfect Circle in your ass. Oh oh, Felicia, I want one. <laughs> Amazing! Holy shit! It plays the baseline, like like it syncs up to like the baseline, or you could choose like symbols, or you could choose like a rift, and it just like look. So I probably went longer than two and a half hours, but I started on a uh, half charge. So, <laughs> so you had to um, recharge it. If if you have come over my house too fast and unwanted, and I look like I put my pants on really quick before you got in there, I am most likely wearing a vibrating butt plug while you're talking to me, and it's probably on. Beautiful. The well, music on my phone goes to vo- like I can push the volume off, and then it's just this thing rumbling in my ass. <laughs> That's a beautiful. Uh, Try wherever well, I may roam by Metallica in your butthole. Never have I ever never have I ever. So thank you both for being uh, that, I was gonna say, isn't this the first win for you? 
Yeah. It, that honestly, was a worthy challenger. It's the for probably the only time I've ever with all with two people that are older than me. Ah. So y'all just more time under the belt to be freakier. I feel like. Right? Yeah, that's yeah, true. I was gonna. I I, I, don't, I didn't want to do nothing that was unfair because there's a couple stories that both of you have told me, and I was like, oh, I could take these. <laughs> no, I, I almost take them down. That's too targeted. So I just I did random guesses myself. I was like, well, oh shit. How I want to wrap up this convo is just a few ways. I want to make sure that everybody understands a couple of things about this abortion situation going on. One is that abortions do not only affect women. Abortions affect men with uteruses. Abortions affect non-binary folk. Abortions affect all sorts of people. So please do not just label your conversations as women being affected. That's that's inaccurate at the end of the day. Plenty of people have uteruses that do not identify as women, period. Um, the other thing I want to say is that um, vasectomies are 92% of the time reversible, and they are very much easier to get than, say, a tubal ligation. Tubal ligations are not reversible, and it's very hard for you to find doctors that will actually perform that procedure if you haven't had children, if you're not married, if you don't have spousal approval, etc. So while it is in a perfect world, something we could all go out and do if we wanted to, it's really hard to. We will provide a link to the, I think, about 300 doctors in the U.S. that currently will perform a tubal sterilization with no questions asked. Um, and it's a, just a Google Doc. People are adding to it over time. Please feel free to use that if you need to. And the last thing I'll say is for people to stop centering their voices as, um, you know, the one to listen to people need to stand back and let community leaders especially black women do the actual community leading and organizing and that needs to be something that needs to be centered and at the forefront if you don't know where to go for that information you can find your local community leaders typically through just something as simple as twitter or tiktok and please do not think that you know, just because I'm saying your your story isn't at the center, it is just as important as everybody's story. But we do need community leaders to be the ones telling us what to do right now. Um, and also, please give to national abortion funds. Those are going to be the places that actually take care of people crossing state lines and doing things illegally, quote unquote, to get the services that they need. Do not just offer people hey, come to my state, cross these state lines and do this illegal thing. We need people that are actually trained and able to do those things. So go to National Abortion Funds for that information and we can provide a link as well. Okay, that's all I really want to say. Anything oh, else? That I, I think the only other thing I would say, just an add-on, fuck your companies that are in these states that say they're going to pay for it. They should like do have done more than that before this shit happens. So Absolutely. kudos to you if you're privileged enough to work for one of those companies. Um, but companies are not your fucking friends. Um, yeah, I would also like to add uh, this is about a, this is about bodily autonomy at the end of the day. Um, welcome to the fight, white women. I've been on y'all ass all month. I'm going to stay on y'all ass. Um, it's been fun being on the show. And I know we had to be serious and all that for a second, but just to break back into a little bit of the comedy, uh, uh, Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, if I ever see you, it's going to be some smoke in the city. We're going to move the furniture around. I'm going to bounce your shit off the ground a couple of times. You bitch ass nigga, you coon ass motherfucker. Fuck you and your ugly ass big back wife. Fuck yeah. Suck my dick from the back. From the back.
Yeah. Um, and, you know, for those of you who don't know why, especially Clarence Thomas, the comments he made in his own separate opinion about Roe v. Wade basically says he's coming for the rest of us. So. He could try, bitch ass nigga. Mm, indeed. Fuck him. Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for tuning into The Screw. Thank you, Cameron, for being on thank you, thank you, thank you. again. Cam, want to plug yourself, and then we'll be out of here? Uh, check out my show, Tranos and the Lived Experience, every other Monday at 6 a.m. You don't have to listen to it at 6 a.m., but it's a kind of smooth groove on your way to say fuck your job on your way to work by listening to somebody who is very anti-capitalism. Tranos, everywhere podcasts mm. can be streamed. Um, check out my latest episode, Queer Arcade. Um, uh, my... Uh, my family member Haley is on there. Check them out. Um, shout out to B. Wham 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 wham. Listen to my show, dummy, goofy. <laughs> Bye. Bye all. Peace. Peace.